Okay. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Tuesday Night Live. I just unmuted myself. For <laughs> uh, why does this never work properly? Guys, guys, help me out here. How are you going, everyone? Very good, good Things just continually change on my end, and I don't understand why. <laughs> I just don't understand. You've got it. a little gremlin. I've got a major gremlin here. I just don't actually understand what goes on half the time. Um, but never mind. Uh, I don't think anyone can actually hear us at the moment, which is awesome. So just let me mess around. How does that work is that working any better no it's not um jesus christ honestly uh no we'll get there in the end matt reed said you can hear us do work chopper yes breakers apparently working (laughs) they're just hearing your mumbles (laughs) <laughs> I just can't. Hey, Mark, can you hear us? If so, put it up again, mate. Yeah, I'm just not getting any register on my mixer on uh, on OBS, so I don't actually know what's going on there. <laughs> uh, I think yeah. Spreaker's okay. And apparently YouTube is as well. All right, well, we'll just continue on then. I don't know what the hell is going on, but uh, anyway... <laughs> I think they can hear you, but I don't think they can actually hear me. So you guys talk. Pete, do us an intro. Well, throw to me uh, just like that. No problems at all. Um, <laughs> I was just having a yeah, bourbon and coke. Um, welcome, everybody, to the uh, AFL Crowcast. Great to have everybody along. I think we've got a cast of thousands tonight. I think we've got everybody. We've, we got, have. Um, we've got Nikki. How are you tonight, Nick? I've just finished my Golden North Honey ice cream, so I'm feeling very yummy. Very good. And uh, Maka, how are you, mate? No, very well. Nikki did admit to say that she did have chocolate on top of that honey ice cream. Yeah. Isn't it really? Ice magic, chocolate. And, of course, our friend from up the top end, Donkey. How you going, mate? Yeah, no, not too bad. I've obviously been for an 18K run and had a dinner of apples and salad tonight. So. Oh, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. <laughs> <laughs> was it an apple liqueur by some chance? Nah, I've um, I've decided that I'm going to be in a lot of trouble if I drink every night while um, we're in lockdown. So I am uh, on a strict alcohol-free regime at least two nights a week. How's the uh, how? Just while we're on that, Donk, how's the lockdown going up there in Darwin? What's the uh, what's the go? <laughs> Look, it's really eerie, and I'm sure it's eerie everywhere. But uh, I went into town on Saturday night to pick up dinner for the for the wife for her birthday and and uh if anyone knows Darwin pretty well there's a street called Mitchell Street which yep. is uh it's is the uh place to be please and, do. Uh, uh, and um uh you know I was there at nine o'clock on a Saturday night and you know there wasn't there was two souls wandering up and down the side. Uh you know it just it, it was mind boggling. Um uh, but in terms of that, we're pretty lucky. It's uh, you know pretty warm and nice every day. Uh, the worst of the wet seasons out of the way, so it's not necessarily sticky. Uh, managing a household and trying to do work while we've got two toddlers or you know two kids under seven running around is uh, has its challenges. Um, I've decided to let them out of the cupboard for at least three hours a day. <laughs> um, 
uh, but it's it's a weird situation because we know that we're doing the right thing up here because once it get if it got up here and went through the indigenous communities and some of those things it would uh, be devastating considering the underlying health problems a lot of guys have out there already have like you know renal problems and all that sort of stuff so we know we're doing the right thing and most people are happy with it it's just, you know we we don't really have any community transmission here there's very low case rates and sort of uh, everyone's just trying to keep up to speed on making sure. You know, we can feed your families and pay the rent and keep work coming in the door for those that have got to generate work, which is a little bit harder than it should be, or not should be, but a little bit harder at the moment. So, uh, but I don't think I'm Robinson Crusoe in the world for all that. So, yeah. Well, it's a different world we live in. Um, it's a totally different world at the moment. And uh, uh, once, it, once this is all over, it's going to be a totally different world again. We started off with the world we had. Yeah. We've, got, we've got something that's very unreal at the moment and very artificial because it's created to try and stay alive, basically. And then at the end of the, this period, when whenever that might be, whether it's one month, two months, three months, and I've got a suspicion it probably will be three or four months, um, then we're going to be left with the wreckage of uh, what was once our world and our economy. And yeah. uh, so it's going to be a very, very different world, and that bleeds us back into footy because I think footy is going to be very, very different too once we get back to football. So what do you think there, Pete? Where, how do well, you see it happening? Well, very interesting. We did have a chat about this last week about what we saw um, as happening in the future, whether we thought we might get a start, and if we did get a start, um, what that, that might look like. Um, there's been a few rumblings as we um, look at um, the most uh, current news that we've got for the AFL. There seems to have been just a few rumblings rippling to the surface over the last day or two about some of the ideas they were having for um, uh, for a restart. Has anybody been tracking that? Yeah, the hub. Let's talk about that particular thing, uh, uh, that particular idea that's been. I think, like, yeah, look, as AFL do, they just float ideas out there without them, them saying it themselves. Um, what do you guys think about the hub idea where, for example, we might have a, a hub based in South Australia where six of the teams are based and then uh, six teams might be based in the Northern Territory and then uh, six teams could be based uh, perhaps in Western Australia or, or Queensland or wherever. So uh, you can play a quick blockage of games, but it would mean, of course, that uh, those six teams, um, apart well, five of them at least, apart from the local team, would have to uh, leave their families for, uh, say, perhaps a four or five-week period. And the idea being to ram through as many games as possible in that period of time. So, you know, from my point of view as an, as an individual, I don't mind it, but uh, Patrick Dangerfield in particular, he's squawking that he doesn't like it. And I think that... Uh, Paddy wants I think to get cool. paid. Paddy wants to get paid without doing anything. I mean, yeah, that, that's his ultimate ambition, I think. <laughs> Patrick's uh, actually got to come to the bloody table on this because they've got to get a season away. How else does he think he's going to get fucking paid? Exactly. Interesting, Fien. Um Good to have you along board, on board too. Um, <laughs> interesting uh, that we talked about this just last week, didn't we? And I think that we actually... I think we might have been a week ahead of the AFL because I think we were talking about the fact that why couldn't they? I think what we suggested was, say, put six teams in Hobart and Launceston, six teams in Adelaide and six teams in Perth and yep. um, use those three cities or five, four cities to um, and, and almost have sort of three different conferences running. 
Yep. I think it's what we talked about. Yeah, it is. And, um, you know, look, no one likes the idea terribly much because it's not what we're used to. But the simple fact of the matter is that it's it's purely a business decision. And, uh, you know, the NRL had talked about it. Um, and I, I don't think it's a bad idea in order to get something away. If if Patrick and his and his mates want to get paid, then they've got to play football. And the only way they're going to be able to do that, by the looks of it, uh, in time to get any sort of a regular season away that's got any meaning whatsoever, is to do the sort of thing that they're talking about, in my opinion. Unless things change dramatically in the next you know, couple of months. Because even... Even South Australia and WA, and to a lesser degree Tassie, we're not, we don't seem to be quite as affected as the eastern states. Um, Correct. But those those borders are going to remain closed. Queensland, New South Wales, and Victoria—they're yeah. going to remain closed, and that's the reality. So I have to do something. But the, but that's also my issue. They're closed for very good reasons. We want to keep them out. Oh, of course. Because we we've actually at the moment we doing okay, fingers crossed that it stays this way, but everybody has to obey the social distancing, etc. Which means, I'm sorry, but they're coming from highly infectious areas. I don't want them coming in here. As much as I love footy, I'm sorry, but I think human life takes precedence. No well, doubt about it, Nikki. Uh, uh, well, there's, there's several factors in what you just said there. Firstly, the, the borders are closed and they would have to get special uh, permission to come across, and I can't see that being given. No, so, they're not essential. And so I think that, well, footy nearly is essential. And because at the moment, what the hell is there going on in our lives apart from misery? But um, well, as long as they do their fourteen day quarantine, surely that, that as long as they do their fourteen days, then that was should, part of should the deal. Be, yeah. Should be okay, shouldn't it? Mm. Yeah. yeah. I'll go along with it if they have a 14-day quarantine. And I understand your point, Nikki, because we're, you know, in South Australia, comparatively speaking, and literally uh, same with Australia and Tassie, that, that we are doing relatively well, if, if you can be called doing well uh, in, this, in these particular times. But um, also I think that I think the morale of people in Australia would be much higher if there was football to watch. And... Uh, and therefore, you have to think of ways that that can be done. And the this particular idea, uh, as messy and as, as sloppy as it is, and having to break rules or get special permissions, um, as long as you do what uh, Pete said, that they go through the 14-day quarantine period and test it every uh, particular day, um, I think that, it, it, well, I think it would be a good idea. At least... I think that you could yeah, get uh, some morale yeah. back in into people. I think there's somebody like myself. I'm I'm retired. Uh, I'm absolutely bored shitless. I'm uh, observing the social isolation to the T. I don't see anybody. I've told all my friends, my family, uh, that don't come here because I'm not going there either. I'm going doing my shopping ordering online. I, I can't do any more than that. But I am so bored. I'm bored out of my mind. Have you done all the jobs around the house? Oh, Nicky, I don't want to do them. <laughs> See? You could be doing some things. <laughs> yeah, but I don't want to do them. <laughs> I want to do stuff yeah. I like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, precisely. Unfortunately, but it's not just it, – it won't be just footballers. But then you've also got all the umpires. You've also got all the, the camera 
staff, etc. I mean, yes, okay, that, that's keeping some people in jobs, but there's a whole lot of other people out there that have lost their jobs and I just kind of look at that's where our focus should be more than on football. I know we're bored, but you know what? We're going to have to find some different things to do. We're going to have to find other ways to amuse ourselves, and that's the changing world that we're in at the moment. It goes a bit further than that, though, Nikki, because, um, I mean, I love footy and uh, you love footy, and there's a, there's hundreds of thousands, probably millions of people who love footy. And um, unless the more games we play, the more games that can actually be played this season, the more likelihood that we'll have some resemblance of what we've had in the past. It won't be, uh, can't be as good because of what's happened um, in, in terms of uh, money-wise. Um, but if there are no games played this season, God knows what we're going to have left as a competition. It'll be a financial disaster. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with Macca, um, especially about the financial disaster. Um, uh, and I think, you know, the unsung villain that's to the back of all our minds of this COVID thing is, you know, how's the economy going to turn around and how is that going to impact on lots of different clubs? Are they going to be? Are we going to lose clubs? Is the, is the competition going to be shrunk? Is playing list be shrunk? You know, what is, what is the new world going to be afterwards? The other scary thing is, and I'm not sure if people saw uh, the document that came out with the Prime Minister's briefing today. But uh, uh, if you have a look at, uh, there's a graph on the third page. I might, I'll post it in the chat. But we're looking at, um, we're looking at week 43 from the initial outbreak um, to be the peak of the uh, peak of uh, our uh, um, uh, under our current social distancing isolation methods. So we're talking. We're talking, you know, January, February, next of when uh, I've still being locked down to that sort of point in time. So we need to have a serious, like, we need to, we're going to need to adapt the way that we live and make things work within it because we're going to be under this pressure cooker for so long. So we're going to have to be able to hive off things that we can get done. So, you know, if six, six AFL teams can fly to Darwin and, uh, and quarantine for 14 days, make sure the community is safe and and play a bit of footy, then I think we need to be trying to make those things happen. Uh, the only sad thing for me, of course, is that's probably going to mean Sydney, Greater Western Sydney, Gold Coast, you know, St Kilda, North Melbourne or Western Bulldogs. You know, that's that's who we're getting. But, uh, uh, or probably Melbourne. But, um, yeah, you'll get uh, Melbourne. Yeah. Um, uh, I never want to watch Melbourne play the Crows in the territory again. But, um, uh, you know, we've got to find a way like life actually has to find a way to adapt under these conditions and what it's going to mean is really really heavy lockdowns until we have a little bit of control and then uh and then finding out how we can make things work after well oh yeah i i'm, I'm definitely of that uh, opinion um let's if we go to the the ultimate though thing though nicky just say we don't have any game what we're looking at for next year I, I cannot say, you know, the, the AFL have been very clever with their verbiage so far. That what they've said is that they can guarantee there will be 18 teams playing in the competition this season. They have not the 18 teams playing in the competition after that particular period because they don't know how much money they're going to have. They're not going to how much debt they're going to be in and how many teams they can actually afford to carry. And because they are carrying too many at the moment. They've been fat cats. They've had lots of money uh, by uh, 
bargaining and getting very good uh, TV rights deals. But they, you know, instead of being frugal and putting some money away for a rainy day, they have poured half a billion dollars or more into the Gold Coast, which is just pissing money down the drain. Uh, they carry teams like St Kilda, that I think ten million in the red. Uh, they've carried North Melbourne. So, in other words, you know, they've carried about probably about three different uh, Victorian teams and the Gold Coast, and also over here in South Australia, Port Parasite. So, it was always they nearly sent their same AFL broken. Of course, they've been subsidised by the AFL as well, and um, you know, really, they are just a problem. But uh, from my point of view, uh, I would be thinking that if we're looking at next year. It would, should be a 14-team competition. It's not going to happen, Maka. And not worth talking about. Not going to happen. Well, they won't, have the, gonna... they won't have the money. The, the, the AFL's borrowed money. They've already guaranteed an 18-team competition. They've guaranteed... For the rest of this season. No, they've guaranteed that all no. clubs will survive. They haven't said, yes, for the rest of this season. No, they didn't say. They didn't put that caveat Go back on and read the, They did. No, they, they didn't. didn't. All right, well, I'm, I'll guarantee you, Macca, that we won't lose any teams. I will guarantee you. It's, well, let's the put Victorians, it another way. The Victorians do, do you think they got, should? Oh, well, that's a, we all know they should. We all, we, I think anyone that uh, doesn't live in Victoria and probably half the people who do live in Victoria think that uh, we've got too many Victorian teams in the competition. Uh, I don't reckon you'll get a lot of argument out of uh, out of people on that one but the vfl will not kill off any teams they will not do it but if you know if you if you're massively in debt massively in debt uh and even if you don't kill off victorian teams can you afford to carry a gold coast where you're pouring in it was to say already half a billion dollars for no result what do you reckon next year's revenue is going to be like assuming this is all over it is going to go through the roof, Macca. They are not heavily in debt. $600 million to the AFL in terms of how much they earn from TV rights. And TV rights is another reason that they'll keep 18 teams because they're contractually bound to put on nine games a week. Um, they will bounce back fairly quickly, in my opinion. It's the, it's, the, it's the state leagues and the grassroots that I worry about, not the AFL. The AFL will will kick on well taking that one step further because you mentioned the the uh, grass grassroots football like SNFL etc and even the VFL of Victoria um, if they t- you know if they're talking about and I, I don't know whether this is official or whether it's just floating again ideas but if they talk about cutting the numbers back from 44 to 35 you know that's nine players out of each team um, you're just not going to be able to field, uh, you know, the Crows won't be able to field a, a, a side in the SFL. Um, and the SFL, they've got no money. Uh, Port Adelaide, they, the Magpies will be dead for certain. Um, the VFL, they, they, apparently there's several clubs, that, uh, Carlton and, uh, and a couple of others have disowned their VFL club. So, you know, they're down at the bottom of the, of the, of the food chain and they'll get no money at all. They'll be struggling to exist. Well, I think the VFL might be struggling um, because their structure is a little bit different to ours. If if I am correct in saying that, if you if let's put ourselves in the shoes of a banker, if you're a banker, right, and 
uh, we're all going through this together and the banks have, you know, um, uh, have been asked to carry the load and cash rates are down and all the rest of it. People are on debt holidays, etc., etc., etc. Um do you which which horse are you going to be backing? You're not going to be backing the NRL because uh, they don't have any they don't have any great revenue. You're not going to back the rugby union because they're cooked. But the AFL generates a huge amount of income every year, a huge amount of income. There's no way that the consortium of NAB and ANZ would extend a, a line of credit six hundred million or eight hundred million or whatever it is if they didn't think they were going to get that money back, Macca. And I, I think for the SANFL, the, the the immediate issue for the SANFL is to be able to keep the clubs afloat until a season commences again, because as soon as we start packing out. Adelaide Oval again, that revenue is going to stream back through to the SANFL clubs again. So the immediate challenge for the SANFL is to keep them afloat. And I just want to I just want to say for all those people that used to bag the shit out of the SANFL about them wanting to hang on to their their ownership and their asset at Footy Park, well here's your scenario about why the SANFL were trying to do that. Because now they're in deep shit because they've gone mm. from being asset rich to being revenue rich and when you cut off the revenue there ain't no money is there no no you're quite right what you're really saying is that to survive for next year they've got to survive this year well that's no what i'm saying where, is they where have are to they just survive I... till next year sorry pete go on i was going to say i've completely lost track of where the sandfall are in relation to the sell-off of Football Park. Is that, has that been completed? Have they completely sold that off? Um, Not to my knowledge. Well, they've sold Not everything. They've sold everything except the Crows... Um, uh, the Crows... Um, asset, yeah, the like building, the, and, the, building and the Oval. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, that's true, and they, but they are debt-free now. Um, and they lost $13.5 million because of Port Adelaide, but that, that's been paid off. Um uh, but apparently the, uh, there is no money, no extra money left in the bank. And uh, the other assets, which is the Crows, uh, the area where their building is there, plus the uh, Oval, uh, you know, the Crows got a commitment for about 20 years on, on that. So that can't be sold. So they, they don't have any other assets. Right. Okay. And, and this the- then leads into some actual Crows news. <laughs> Um, in that we've pulled out of the the North Adelaide um, development, which I think most people could see was going to happen. Mm. Well, that was obvious, wasn't it? Um, And sad too, because I think it would have gone ahead uh, if the times had remained. And I think it would have been very good for the club and ultimately very good for the supporters. But, um, you know, you just can't, can't always have what you want when times are bad. So... It's all about survival at the moment, and uh, so that that just gets uh, stuck in the back in the back pocket for another few years. Yeah, it's not a it's not a never ever is it? It's just a not right now, isn't it? Is that correct? And they've said quite uh, openly that they will they will have another crack when when the moment when the time is right. But that could be you know anything from two two years to five years. It just depends what effect this does have on the clubs and uh, how long it takes. And- 
Yeah, and well, I think the not... Adelaide, the Adelaide City Council still had the same deadlines. They hadn't extended them or anything else, so we just pulled out of the process. We can't, we can't actually match that deadline with what's going on in the world at the moment. Well, we we yep. can't fund it. Well, all the money that yeah. we have, all, all the, I mean, we just we, it's off the table. So, I mean, yeah, there's not much else to do about it, really. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's a blessing in disguise. <laughs> Who knows? But uh, you know, from my from my own personal uh, point of view, I've always thought a crow should have a, a, a city based or near city based operation because they are Adelaide and would be good for them to be within the precinct of Adelaide and to have uh, and they were going to use uh, the, the hotels and other organisations in O'Connell Street. Uh, and they would have been you know, a place for supporters going back to after games, and it would have actually given breathed a new life into O'Connell Street. I think it would have been very good for all parties ultimately, um, you know, apart from the, the, the NIMBY North Adelaide mob. But um, I think you know, uh, well, that's gone now anyhow, so it's not not a question anymore. Uh, the other thing I was going to make was uh, Rory Atkins. I thought um, we've criticised Rory for many things in the past, but not giving. <laughs> A lot of credit for the video he did uh, celebrating his own 100th game and running out with his dog underneath his arm, etc. Well, he escorted his child. Yes, and, and standing on two chairs being, being cheered off at the end of the game. So I really, I did, Rory did give me a bit of a laugh at that, so well done, Rory. I, I was waiting for the dog to tackle him and for Rory to try and fend him off and then end up getting <laughs> Getting more. Run away from it. Getting caught holding the ball. <laughs> um, did Did you hear the background to why he did it though? Go on. Um, he did it um, just as to to cheer his dad up a little bit because he stayed here in South Australia. He didn't go back home to Victoria, um, and he's quite close with his dad. Um, so he kind of mocked it up, but took a bit of convincing um, of his girlfriend to actually film it. Um, he sent it over to his dad. His dad actually thought it was funny and said, you should probably share that around. And so he did, and it, it kind of took off and got shared a lot uh, wider. Yeah, no, I think, well, you know, big tick for him anyhow. Another thing that really um, amused me in, uh, on a football side of things and uh, was in Twitter, was <laughs> the wise people put up... Apparently, Chad Cords has been um, working from the big bloke at, at full forward for the port, and they've both got rippling gut muscles. <laughs> Somebody put oh. a photo of Kane alongside <laughs> and <laughs> Mr. Puniverse himself. <laughs> I mean, Chad and Kane are chalk and cheese in many respects, and physic- physically is one of them. Chad's an absolute specimen, and Kane's got a concave chest and some weird <laughs> shit going on with his guts. I don't know. Um, and speaking of Kane, of course, you know, we've got the the reigniting of the little feud between Kane and uh, Tex, which Kane uh, manufactured quite nicely in this slow news time um, by putting a, uh, a bit of a baiting tweet out there, um, which Tex obliged. I don't know why Tex does it. He should just leave Kane alone, but Tex obliged, and all of a sudden we've got this... Uh, this reignition of this little uh, so-called war. But did you guys actually hear or read the tweets or the phone, sorry, the phone calls that 
Kane was complaining about that were being made to SEN? No, uh, I didn't no, I didn't actually see that. They're extremely. No, I've been staying benign. away from Twitter. Extremely benign, like the no abuse or anything like that. Uh, just basically a bit of a critique on what Kane was saying on SEN, but no abuse, no swearing or anything like that. Just, you know, come on, Kane, move on, or come on, Kane, that's old news, or, you know, stuff like that. And absolutely nothing in it, as Maddie says in the chat. And uh, he's just made something out of nothing. And, of course, Tex is bitten. And uh, I actually saw a really good tweet uh, this afternoon just before coming on air. Uh, someone had written that uh, if there's anything that we've learnt during this coronavirus is that... Uh, Isolation is the only way to get rid of a germ, and that's what we should be doing with cane corns. We just should, be, <laughs> we should just be shutting him out, shutting him out, and flattening that curve until it's absolutely dead flat. When he was talking about the naming thing, he was sort of doing it in the style of that film, like "I will, I'll look for you, I will find you, and I will oh, kill yeah. you." <laughs> I mean, for God's sake, cane, don't carry on too much. No, look, he's he's, uh, he's you know he's in the sta- in that particular stable, and the, that, that's what they thrive on. Yeah, it's it's how they get discussions going around. Um, but he's an old man on five double If he didn't like what somebody was saying, he would he would um, silence that person. If if he was actually losing an argument, he'd just silence them, just dump them. So, it's, you know, Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Absolutely right. Unfortunately, if you're born of corns, you believe that you're born infallible. That's what appears to be the case. I mean, that's very true. Um, you know, that, is, that has been Graham's mode of operation uh, for as long as I've listened to him on the radio. Uh, so you're absolutely right. And, you know, we talk about Kane being a shock jock. I spoke to... Graham one night uh, down at Globe Derby, he was there for a function in the committee room, and, and uh, I said to him, Graham, that stuff that you say on t- on, on the radio, you sh- you surely can't mean it. You you argue at the drop of hat about everything. Surely some of it you just do for the for the sake of uh, people you're listening and getting getting them to go up so they'll listen and abuse you. And he pissed himself off. He said, sometimes. Uh, so, I reckon it's more than sometimes. Yeah, so I, I'm still, uh, I'm st- to be honest, I'm still annoyed that that text bit at it. I just let it go, d- deprive of op- of oxygen, and 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 it just, you know, it it, it floats away, as you said, Fiend. And it just, um, I, I just thought it was a bit unseemly and a bit, I, just it was an unnecessary bite back, and just you know, just puts fuel on the fire. And I, I would have thought that text would have, you know, learned by now that just needs to, you know. Um, Get his head down and just done and and um put on block. His, uh, yeah, put him on block and just let his football do the talking from now on. I just I'm a bit sick of it and I think it's just a bit immature and I just don't think it reflected well on either of them, um, particularly you know at this time when you know everyone's sort of struggling. Um, it's just you know it was uh, I thought they just both came across as buffheads really. Um, so yeah, anyway, that's my two bobs. Yeah, I I don't disagree with that at all. Pete, I, I agree with you uh, strongly about Tex. I don't think he does himself any favours, to be honest with you, when he gets on Twitter. No. 
Yeah, a lot of you know, a lot of play, uh, players actually should be uh, banned from social media because they don't they often don't do the right thing, and I, and I think text is one of those. Definitely. Yeah. Our social media should be run by Tom Duday, and that's it. Yeah, he should be the only one allowed to go on social media. He's Cam- he um, expert. Yeah, cameos from uh, Brody Smith and a bit of Tom Lynch chucked in now and again, uh, but definitely dudes has got it wrapped up. He's uh, he's got a, a career after football and social media or, or something like that. Anyway, he's a master. Yeah, yeah. Um, geez, now look. I, I think he is actually doing film stuff. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right, Nick. Now, look, last week, Peter, I threw down a challenge, didn't I? Mm. Yeah, and you did. It, and the, the, the response was overwhelming. It took me hours to sift Islands? through all the uh, all, all the entries <laughs> for the uh, $50 KO voucher. Uh, a big, fat none. Now, look, I can understand people are socially isolating. People are socially isolating, Macca. I get it. Um, and yeah. the weekend weather was shit. I thought maybe uh, we might get some uh, people doing some stuff. Uh, and good luck to Moyle. He's just uh, nicking off. He's had some trouble with his job. So good luck to you, mate. Um, look, I thought the uh, the weekend might bring a few entries, but sadly with the weather being as it was, I doubt whether many people would have got outside. So I'm going to extend it, but I'm going to change it, Peter. I'm going to change it. Mm-hmm. All right, so what I'm going to do instead to try and Try and get people off their asses, get them outside exercising, you know. We've still got to, we're all going to be like, you know, blimps if we don't get up and exercise after six months of isolation. Donkey just fainted when you said that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so instead, Peter, I'm going to do something and I'm going to post it and then the people who can match it carry on to the next round and... And it'll keep going for as long as this isolation keeps going. And then it'll get down to a 1v1 against someone. And then we'll sort it out for instead of a $50 KO voucher, we're going to go for a $100 KO voucher to make it Are really we allowed worthwhile. To go in it? No. Mackie, you can't go outside. Well, Jesus, you can hardly make it to the letterbox that isn't there anymore. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on that. I think I know you stole it's a, it's a hard one, Fiend, because um, I, I, um, I took my little bloke um, down a couple of times and just trying to find, you know, do something that was worthwhile. I just couldn't yeah. find anything. And then this afternoon I'm, I'm down there with um, a mate and his lad and, and the boys are friends, and so we're all having a kick of the footy. Yeah. And sorry, just, just humour me out. Yeah, sure. So, so, the other lad, so my lad's got the ball. The other lad is running at him full tilt. And mine runs front onto him, and then at the very last mi- minute, he just ducks down and handballs the ball through the kid's legs, sidesteps, goes around, <laughs> and the ball fed income. I'm not lying. Yeah. It, as he ran round, it sat up to him, so he just ran onto it and yeah. like play on and had the kick. Yeah. Now, if I could have had, if I had the phone out on that, like winner winner chicken dinner, but you just don't have the phone out for everything. Do you know what I mean? Because I was talking to my, to my mate when that that was going on, and I, I had half an eye. I looked, and I thought I couldn't I couldn't even believe it happened. But you just don't catch it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And look, I can uh, I can attest to that because I, I remember back when uh, young Cameron was about to maybe ten, and I, he's a left footer, so he's a bloody dickhead to start with. Um, but, hey. 
I resemble he, that. But he he has trouble. Well, he, at that stage, he was the big Buddy Franklin loopy loopy thing. So anyway, one day we're out at the school oval, and I'm trying to teach him how to blind turn. And I've, I've got him to come at me and try to blind turn, and of course he's stuffed it up because he's so left-sided. So I said, look, give me the ball and I'll show you how to do it. And uh, I've gone to show him how to do it, uh, and uh, just about split his nose right from top to bottom because I haven't blind turned at all. I've just charged straight through him. So... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what an animal. <laughs> actually knocked, just about knocked the poor kid out. Because I'm so bloody useless. Um, but he did get his revenge on me about, oh, maybe 10 years later. No, probably 15 years later, we were uh, some backyard hoops. And uh, he was still shorter than me at this stage. So it must have been 10 years later. Oh, no, it must have been shit. He must have been about 14. So not that much later, four four years later. And uh, so we're backyard hooping and he's, and he's posting me up uh, for those that uh, know their basketball. And uh, he's gone to uh, uh, to fake pass me, and as he's done so, he's just lifted his shoulder, Peter, just lifted his shoulder, and he was just at the right height that he caught me on the chin so hard Ooh, that he put, put my tooth through my lip, and it was actually Christmas Day, so I couldn't eat Christmas dinner because uh, <laughs> my tooth was through my lip. So it was one all to the, to the uh, Phoenix family. Um, that wasn't going to hurt you. That wasn't going to hurt you, Fane, that, that loss. Just yeah. on uh, that, you'd mentioned the blind, the, you know, the blind turn or the back turn. Mm. Um, when I played back, when you know, Noah was on building the ark and Abraham's on our back. Was that playing. before Tom uh, Wills officially canon the, the annex the sport, Macca? <laughs> uh, could have been, uh, but anyhow. Um, were you on a boat when you were playing football, like between <coughs> the UK and uh, Terra Australis? No, not quite. Not no, quite. Right. Okay. But, but uh, no, back you know the back turn is uh, you know the blind turn used to be quite uh, quite common and used to use it uh, constantly. And yet in these day, this day and age, it's barely using. I saw Marlon Pickett use it in the grand final. And yeah. Everybody's raving about it. Yeah, yeah. And it because it's such a good thing to use, and yet not many, not plenty, many players use. It. Well, we back in my day, we actually got taught how to do it. And you know what, leads, what, what foot to to to, uh, to plant and all the rest of it. It Correct. was actually, it was actually a skill. Um, but you're right, Mackie. You, you rarely see it. It's more of one of those things that innate. It's an innate ability rather than something that's a, a learnt skill. And, and it can be a learnt skill. I mean, I'm the most cumbersome footballer going around. But you know, just despite knocking my kid out on the occasion, <laughs> on the occasion. <laughs> Um, I have been known to sort of do the Queen QE2 and uh, do a blind turn. <laughs> um, I've got the advantages because I can actually turn both ways and that's from my gymnastics. So we actually do get it taught a little bit. We've <clears throat> had, we've actually got a really um, excellent coach. Um, he's he's one of the SANFL development coaches at one of the clubs. So um, we're quite lucky to have him and, and, and a couple of times he's kind of done that about that. The which way do you kind of turn to get out of trouble if you can? Mm. Um, and it is you, you're you're very right. It's a very teachable skill, mm. but unfortunately, a lot of the coaches don't know how to do it. Well, I, I did hear in your case that it didn't really matter because you never got the ball. So it didn't <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> 
I'm very good at tackling. <laughs> yes, because I've always got the ball. Um, <laughs> oh. but, <laughs> now, look, so anyway, getting back to the I, getting I back creating, to the bloody I'm point. Space. Listen, getting back to the bloody point. So uh, this weekend, I will throw down a challenge. It won't be very difficult because uh, we'll start slow just to get everyone involved and Macca if you want to post something up like kicking a sock through the toilet door or something like that or in, oh, in, your, that. in your PJs or uh, Pete uh, get your boy to to, uh, to match me and all that sort of stuff we'll start off slow get, try and get some engagement it's a bit of fun it's a chance to knock me off and shut me up all right and there and I've up the ante it's a hundred dollar KO voucher at the end of this so that's what four months with a KO subscription, that's not bad, Nick, is it? Not bad. No, it's it it will be when they've got all the sport pack. Well, you know, you don't have to use it straight away. You can just keep the gift card Spot until on. you're ready to do it. So uh, it is worth it. I'll put something up on Twitter and Facebook this weekend <coughs> and uh, see if we can't get some engagement. The other thing, the other massive, massive news, Peter, I know you'll be all over this um, on Monday. And J Mac will attest. Is J Mac in the chat tonight? Yeah, he's there. J Mac will attest to this. Uh, I took delivery of AFL Evolution Two, um, and uh, spent the evening trying to learn how to play the video game. Uh, streamed one game onto uh, Twitch, which J Mac, which was when you guys all fell off your chair because you start. You thought I was starting an impromptu twant, uh, uh, cast. And uh, yeah, I was like, yeah, I was like what? <laughs> at eleven o'clock at night or whatever. Hey, and, I think midnight midnight cast. Yeah, and J Mac will attest that uh, at at that stage I wasn't very good at the game. J Mac, you'll be pleased to know that after getting thumped by the power in a in a, in a make believe showdown, I actually played the game again, and Rory Atkins kicked the winning goal on the siren to beat the power in a showdown, and I didn't record it. <laughs> so- <laughs> I think you could have recorded it and sent it to Rory. You would have been quite chuffed. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, look, uh, if anyone wants to hook in, I'll be streaming on Twitch uh, every now and again, probably maybe later on tonight, certainly tomorrow night. Uh, It's a bit of fun. If you're into the game and you want to uh, lay down a challenge uh, or just hook up and and mess around, uh, just flick me a DM on Twitter or hop into Discord here. I have actually tweeted uh, Port Fan Radio to see if they actually want to uh, to set up a bit of a showdown uh, match. Uh, I don't know whether any of them... Uh, oh, maybe with the stimulus, with the 750, they might have been able to afford a TV and an Xbox secondhand off Gumtree. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, to- <laughs> they're so going to want to join now. <laughs> well, they're going to want to beat us now, aren't they? But uh, sorry, sorry, yeah. Macca nineteen. Uh, I, I just joked. Uh, but look, yeah. So if anyone out there wants to uh, uh, have a game uh, or come and watch uh, uh, a session on Twitch, I'm on <coughs> Xbox. So unfortunately, it's not cross-platform and it's not out on PC as yet. So you will need to be playing the game on Xbox. Um, and we might actually even set up some sort of a mock season. Uh, that people can follow, but uh, let let me get half decent at the game first. Uh, Macker, I'm assuming you've already raced out and got your copy. Uh, no, <laughs> I haven't. 
Oh, well, I guess you can't go outside. You can get it home delivered. Anyway, that's that. Um, anything else to talk about? Because I reckon we're just about done, ladies and gentlemen. And yeah, not necessary for tonight. Done. Just as an exercise, what would be very interesting is that at the moment we've got 44 players on our list and they're talking about cutting it back to 35. Uh, next week uh, we could talk about which nine players we would cut if we had to do it right now. It's a very good topic, Maka. Very good topic. Uh, if people want to give us their thoughts on Twitter, I'll put a tweet out. Or Maka, why don't you put a tweet yeah. out and just tag in AFL Crowcast so I see the replies and okay. uh, we'll, um, we'll, we'll see what people think because that's a very good topic for next week because I dare say we'll have even bloody less to talk about. <laughs> 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 yeah, but I think it would be a very good topic because uh, uh, it's going to be hard because they're also talking about um, they the, the, this days that the draft would go through too and if you've got to take three players as well, you really talk about cutting back to 32 then. Yes. So, uh, so, so I'd say first stage, uh, cutting it back to 35, and if you had to cut it back to 32, what would that be? Do you, do you reckon, uh, while they're doing that, do you reckon they should cut the positions on the ground? I've been a big advocate for this for a long, long time. Cut the positions on the ground to 16? Well, you would get a much more open game if you did that. Bloody oath you would. And I, th- you know, I think we had this discussion. scoring game. Yeah, I think we had this discussion once before about, you know, the, using the analogy of a golf course. <laughs> And the fact that technology's outgrown the length of golf courses, I think professionalism's outgrown the size of football fields. So cutting back a couple of players off the field wouldn't be a bad thing. And maybe this again will be the impetus to make that sort of a change. But I guess we'll see. In the meantime, so, thanks. So, sorry, go on, Nick. I was just going to say if that sixteen players on the field. It's just like the AFLW, where you have one less forward, one less back. Um, no, and the VFA, I believe. Don't the VFA play 16 or do they trial it for a while or something or other? They certainly trialled it. No, they definitely trialled it. I don't know whether they stuck with it or not. Yeah, yeah. Look, anyway, we'll wrap it up there. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in on the various platforms, Facebook, bloody YouTube, uh, our website. Uh, we're even on Twitch now because I thought, why the hell not? Uh, thanks for bearing with us while, again, we had uh, me tripping over my own technology at the beginning. Uh, you can watch all of our episodes on demand at any of those on any of those platforms, or you can listen to us on demand uh, from our website or at spreaker.com forward slash user forward slash AFL Crowcast. Peter, Nikki, Maka, and thanks, guys. The somewhat silent donkey. Uh, yeah, thanks very cheers. much for joining us, and uh, we'll see you all on Twitch during the week or on Tuesday Night Live next week. Pete's already got. Pete just went. He's got to go to his bedtime. You know, even even last week, even last week when me and Pete were just doing it on, on our own, right? I we sort of signed off, signed off, and I went to say, "Oh, thanks for thanks for," and already gone, just gone. That was it. I was just talking to to myself. Anyway, the thanks. He's gone now too. Yeah, he's donkey's had a, he's had a gutful. I've had a gutful too. See you later, guys. <laughs> Night all. Stay safe yeah. and wash your hands. I do.